1: You're talking absolute rubbish.
2: Absolute rubbish. As long as I say we can persuade Willie to stay in Ireland, we'll stay in England. TSI, get stuck in. And here's our new people chasing star, it's Gally- Anderson, who gallops to glory in the Gold Cup. That's probably the most ridiculous question It is, I've ever asked. I know, but I had to ask um, you. No, you didn't have to ask me. You're calling out prices. Bootmakers prices on this channel, right? Yep. You couldn't have two bananas
0: to a banana with the bootmaker. Jumped in like a bag of hammers. The racing is under such scrutiny. Ah! Like if you don't like racing, go and watch Peppa Pig.
1: Welcome back to the Final Frontland Podcast. Emmett Kennedy, alongside former jockey William Kennedy, no relation, previewing the big betting races of the weekend for Saturday, beginning with the Virgin Bet December Gold Cup handicap chase 12 runners over two miles four and a half furlongs on the new course at cheltenham and we'll start with favorite thunder rock around about a seven to two shot as we record for trainer ollie murphy and jockey sean Bone, he brings really strong course form into this race and very strong second season novice chase form having finished third to the real whacker on new year's day at the track same position behind jerry kalam in a grade one at Sandown after disappointing behind the two of those at the festival over probably a trip that just stretches him out a little bit too far his most recent runs are second to that's all right gino and beats malar mission of course those two would go on to be First and second in the Hennessy or Coral Gold Cup last time out. Nice profile, good form. What do you think of him, William Kennedy?
2: Oh, I think he's got a great chance. Uh, I really like the horse. I've always liked him. I was up at air last year when he got beat by that's right, Gino, and I was I was cheering him up the home straight. I um, I, I thought he had a great chance that day, and um, it was it was um, slightly disappointing to see him go down, but he went down fighting, and obviously the form of that race, and um, it has been franked. <laughs> Uh, hugely since. Just a tad. I thought it was a really good performance then, up with Carlisle uh, uh, on his first run this year. He jumped particularly well and um, yeah, showed a great attitude um, to get on top of Maler Mission and, and, and win win quite impressively, really.
1: Yeah, I thought so. Definitely Mahler Mission is better over further, but there was an awful lot to like about that performance. Let's take a look at the ProForm pace map for the race. There should be a good pace on here. Mon Morale, Fakir Duderie Ferrero Bamboo, and do your job. All like to get on with it. You could argue, Thunder Rock might do the same thing. Although I'd imagine Gavin Sheen is going to take a lead behind the leaders, set in, and try and get him into a good rhythm, uh, up with the pace early on, but take a nice lead. How do you see the race being run?
2: I think there. Well, look, I mean, any any of these top handicaps at Cheltenham, there there will be um, there will be a lot of pace in, in, into the race. And there's no doubt about it. But um, I think. Thunder Rock is pretty versatile, and I think Sean will just get a a, a nice lead and and get him into a nice jumping rhythm, fourth, fifth, sixth, something like that, and, and just and just follow away. And um, yeah, I I think I think he's a he's a pretty straightforward horse that way, and and I think it, it, the the way the race will be run will will suit him.
1: Yeah, if there's a negative, he probably lacks scope. That's something Ollie Murphy has referred to and said he wouldn't be afraid going back over hurdles if things don't quite work out well with them. Same could be said about Mom Morale as well. I know Paul Nichols has mentioned that in the past. Ella McNeil, who was on the Final Furlong podcast on our first Owners and Trainers episode, sounded very, very bullish about Thunder Rock and indeed 300 through 5, who we'll talk about in a few minutes as well. Uh, she's also got a lot of her and her dad, uh, and the syndicate she runs, Chelsea Thoroughbreds, they've got some very exciting horses to look forward to. So you can hear Ella's thoughts right now on the podcast feed, it's directly underneath this episode, or watch on YouTube uh, and get to know those very exciting horses, particularly for the Cheltenham Festival. But she was also saying that Paul Nichols was sounding ridiculously bullish about Montréal and was saying he would confirm form with, um, with Thunder Rock. Uh, obviously, these two are going to clash. Nichols has got a 24.53% strike rate with runners having their first run after a wind-up and a 19.5% strike rate with horses coming back off a break of 150 days or more. The fact that Harry Cobden chose him so far out for this race is surely a big vote of confidence for him.
2: Yeah, huge vote of confidence with that. But um, they, these horses, Thunder Rock and Mamaral, I've, I've met twice and um, they, they've finished in front of each other and in each occasion. So they're, they're one all in that, in that, um, in that sphere. But um, yeah, Montmorell obviously he's got some pretty decent form behind the real wacker and, and John Bond, but um, I don't know. I think, I think there's a little bit more substance to Thunder Rocks form. And um, yeah, I mean, statistics with um, Paul Nichols and Windops, I mean, it, Pretty much gives everything a wind up, so um, every horse you every horse he runs that wins, um, Frank's that statistic. So uh, I don't know if I can be hugely um, uh, interested in, in 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 that one. Um,
1: but, Does a twenty four percent strike rate actually bode well when every horse gets a wind up?
2: It's kind of my point. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to um, knock it. It works for him, and it's worked for him for a long time. And he 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 changed. It. Everybody gets them now, and, and I think Paul Nichols um, was not the first person to ever do it, but I think um, the frequency in which he does it had um, definitely opened everyone everyone's eyes. And, and now you see so many trainers do it um, uh, more often, and uh, it, it, it definitely has to be a positive. It's, it's worked for him for many years now, so um, I'm certainly not going to um, knock it. But, uh, uh, yeah, that statistic would have been so so many. I, I'm not sure I can really read hugely into that.
1: Yeah, take that one with a grain of salt, if you like. He does have a touch of class, though. He was second to former champion hurdle winner Epitant in the Aintree hurdle uh, and finished, of mm. course, in front of Thunder Rock, as we said on New Year's Day. Paul Nichols was saying in his racing post-stable tour at the beginning of the season, this is early November, that the plan was to run him early in the new year. Now, that's only a few weeks away. So it's not like they've massively moved him forward months in his campaign. But he was talking about the fact that he had a little bit of a setback. He was on the walker at the time. So it's not like he was in full work, and yet he's been thrown into this race. And he was making the point in that stable tour that his form behind John Bond, the real whacker, and Jerry Kalam makes a mark of 145 look well handicapped. And now he turns up for a premier handicap. So we're getting a fair idea as to why this horse has been Put into this race and why Harry Cobden has chosen to ride him over a stable companion who's got really strong course form.
2: Yeah, I mean I I I'm a, I'm a bit of a fan of Il Riddotto. Um I I mean it's obviously a huge vote of confidence that that uh, Harry's gone for um Moral, but I wouldn't I wouldn't write off Elrodoto's chances in this race either. Um um it wouldn't he wouldn't be the first jockey to have got it wrong. I'm not saying he's going to but um yeah, is certainly not um, without a, a chance here, is he?
1: No, absolutely not. And by the way, you could argue Mon Morale has a very similar profile to Clando Sobo, although Clando Sobo had more experience when he finished second in this race in 2017. But even Clando Sobo got beaten in this race before going on to win multiple King Georges. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, I- Ilrodotto, Il 22% strike rate for Briony Frost at the track. The other point about Mon Morale, he would bid to be the first winner since 2005 to have not won over the distance yet. Now, he's gone close. But still, that's just another point in Thunder Rock's favor. Your thoughts, though, on Rodado to expand on him.
2: Well, I mean, he 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 beat a fugitive around here. Um, I, I mean, fugitive's been a lot of people talking about him for this. I, I personally can't really have him. I, I think he he's sure to put in a, a a good performance. Let's say, but I just think there's horses that will. Um, uh, Improved past him um he was it's a good run behind stage star um in the paddy power but um yeah i i think he uh i think he's got to take a step forward again and i i think he's he's maybe handicapped to the hilt really
1: yeah weight um, is, is uh a-
2: ilredo
1: yeah weights a bit of an issue i'll expand on um, that in, in a second as well so is that the reason you're favoring ilrodotto because he's carrying the lesser weight
2: yeah well he's getting he's got um he's getting five pound i think it's five pound off uh fugitive um he's not he's getting more uh and i just think he 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 it uh yeah i'd have elotto um certainly above him and and um it brings just brings him straight into the mix i mean um ten nines is a lovely weight for for um El around here uh, over course and distance
1: he loves it. Uh. Yeah, I, I'd agree with with a fair bit of that. I like Fugitive an awful lot more than you do. He's a class act. He does have the chunk of weight to carry and that's definitely a concern, but it's surely only a matter of time before he wins one of these big races. Like He travels so, so well in the Paddy Power Gold Cup for a long, long way. And that was in first-time cheek pieces. It was just until they rounded the final bend. That's when he cried enough and maybe he just needed his first run of the season, but To my eyes, he looked to be traveling better than Stage Star up until that final turn. He's four lengths behind Il Rodotto, but he's six pounds better off with them in the context of this race. I would give him a fairly strong chance today of at least being in the frame. The positive for both of them is that they've lined up in the Paddy Power Gold Cup, and that's produced five of the last six winners of this race. And a lot of the horses who came out of that race to win this actually didn't really finish too well. Frodon was 10th. Uh, Guitar Pete had been ninth throwdown runner-up before going on to win this race. Warthog for David Pipe was third in 2019. And Cool Cody fell in the Paddy Power Gold Cup before coming on to win this race a month later. So certainly, their prep run is ideal for this race. It's just which of the two is going to be better suited on the day. Possibly Il Rodato, I would agree with you on that, but I think Fugitive will be very difficult to knock out of the frame.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I think he... I'm not sure he will win a big prize like this. I think he's... I think he's a very good horse that he just, I think the way he races um, always leaves him uh, subject to something finishing off. Um, he, he, he just, he, he won when he won at Cheltenham, he sort of just um, grinded out for run, hell on, but he's now up in grade. And when, he go, when you go up into that better grade, I always just think he's, he's liable to something catching him.
1: Yeah, and it could very well be a second-season novice chaser who might just be ideal for him. Um Il-Rodotto's four best yeah. speed figures have all come at Cheltenham, and maybe there's an argument that the switch to the new course will suit Fugitive and all, a whole lot better. It was the new course at Cheltenham when he was second uh, at the festival. He's run very well there before, and that greater emphasis of stamina on soft ground, that might help him a little bit as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't disagree.
1: He's interesting. Uh, Fakir Dudary is very interesting as well. Classy horse in his day. But this is where the weight comes in. That's This is a massive task off 12 stone. Only one horse since 1974. 19 dickity-doo, as Grandpa Simpson would say. Uh, Pendle has carried more than 11 stone, 10 to victory. That was on in 2018. Only two horses since 1997 have won off a mark of 150 or higher. On the plus side, likes the ground, goes well at this time of year and runs very well fresh.
2: Yeah, I mean, um I really I think it could be a, a, a really impressive performance. Like it's like you said all your statistics are there to be broken um and uh he's just he's just a class act in the race, really, isn't he? He just brings graded form and lumps of it. Um and like you say uh this time of year suits him suits him fresh. Um Ground trip, everything in his favor lumps away. But um, God, he's a he's been a superstar of a horse, and I mean, he feels like he's been around for absolutely ever. He's yeah. only eight.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's mad. I remember him winning the the Oracle Trial at Cheltenham back in the day, um, and that's that does feel like seventeen years ago. He's been a remarkable racehorse, yeah. but he finds himself in this position mainly because he just is not quite the horse he was. But I don't think he was in this. Um, until very, very late, like less than five minutes before declarations closed late. So it's it's an intriguing one, um, but that weight is, is quite a burden. Emmett Mullins has got a runner, another runner for JP McManus. Uh, he's already landed one British valuable handicap so far this season. So Scottish, really interesting runner in the first time tongue tie. I imagine he's not going to be suited by the ground though.
2: Yeah, I mean I was hoping you were going to shed a little bit more light on, on him for me because I don't I can't say I have got loads to go on with him. Um uh he he's he a decent second behind Boo Hill or around Ascot, but um yeah, I, I I couldn't I couldn't really see him winning this. I just couldn't see him being good enough. I I, I, I mean how would you question Emmett Mullins and, and Marks obviously riding him but um yeah, i i I wasn't uh, I wasn't sure he he had the right profile for this race, really.
1: Yeah, it was the fact that he was coming over for it, and that Mark is riding him was the thing that was attracting me to him because surely Mark could have been riding well Fakir um, if you wanted.
2: Exactly. Yeah, it makes makes complete sense, um, and and it's a, it's a huge nod to the horse. But um, other than that, I wasn't sure um, why you would be. Like really positive about him.
1: Yeah, I don't see it, but then again, it is Emmett Mullins, and he just performs absolute wonders uh, on the racetrack. Of the bigger price horses, anything that really stands out to you?
2: Um, maybe um uh, torn frayed for uh, Twistons. Um, never really mistake early. Never went in um, the paddy power uh, before he fell. Um, obviously. Twiston's do does really well around Cheltenham and, and this horse um, some really decent efforts uh, before a pretty long layoff before he ran in um, in the Paddy Power. Uh, I just wondered if he had no ill effects from that. I couldn't see him winning it now, but I could see him run a, a decent race.
1: Yeah, I, I tried to be really clever and smart and find something at a big price, but I'm not clever and I'm not smart, so I couldn't find anything. I I want to be with a second-season novice chaser. We've seen Jerry Calam win the down Royal Champion Chase. We've seen Stage Star and Not Long Till May finish first and second in the Petty Power Gold Cup. We've seen That's Alright Gino and Mahler Mission fight out the finish and dominate with Monbeg Genius finishing third in the Carl Gold Cup. They just seem to have an edge and that is pointing you towards Mon Morale and Thunder Rock. And of those two, I prefer Thunder Rock. I think he's got a fantastic chance here. And I'm quite keen to do some sort of a combination, get your betting account closed with various different bookmakers, scumbag TriCast, Um, And I've got Fugitive and Il Rodato in there. Look, it's not original, but it might just land a nice little bit of gravy. I can see the way this race is going to pan out, that those three would fight out the finish. Mon Morale might blow them all away if Paul Nichols is... Uh, bullishness is to be taken seriously, but I can't get away from Thunder Rock. I think he's got a great chance. The only thing I don't like about him is his price. He's currently top price seven to two. I wouldn't advise backing him now. I would hold mad tough until Saturday morning when, if you can actually get best odds guaranteed, you'll probably be able <laughs> to take advantage of that, assuming you can. And also maybe bookmakers on the Saturday morning in a desperate attempt to try and get your business, will just push him out that little bit more because I can see him going off 7-2, 3-1, being a really well-backed horse just before the off. But you might get a little bit of value Saturday morning. So Thunder Rock is who I'm with. Sounds like it's going to be jo- Joseph O'Brien, though, for you with um, Fakir Dudary.
2: No, no, I'm a huge, I mean, I know I'm a huge Thunder Rock fan, I, I can say, and, and I, uh, a bit of association with Ollie, And, and um, I, I think it's, a, it's an absolute cracking opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm the same with you, 2nd scenes novice, and... Um, uh, the race suits him, A uh, good performance um up at Carlisle. Um the horse he beat that day and the horse that beat him his last run last year, the form has been hugely franked. Um it, it all points towards a a b a big a big opportunity for him here and, and I think he can take it. I just think that Fakir Duderie um ha, has uh all has a really good chance of blowing all your stats sort of out, out of water. Um in, in in this race, I think it's he's he's um, he's got a good uh, a really good each trade chance anyway.
1: Um, in this, yeah, I'm I'm naive enough to have actually believed that statistics saying that horses haven't won a race and such and such was a hard and fast rule to just completely avoid those horses, don't go near them. That's only telling you what's happened before or how long ago it is since something won a race. It doesn't mean that that's how it's actually going to play out. And if he's back to the horse he was two seasons ago he would blow this field to pieces that's the question though has joseph o'brien got him back to that level i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment The favourite from the sun now, daily handicap chase, 225, three miles, two furlongs, nine runners set to go to post, and Broadway Boy, fascinating runner for the Tristan Davis team. They've won this race twice in the last seven years. So is Venetia Williams, who runs easy as that with Charlie Deutsch on board, and three under through five for Ella McNeil, uh, Paul Nichols, and Harry Cobden, second run after a wind up. Uh, They're the top three in the betting. Who appeals to you most?
2: Well, there you go. Uh 300 five didn't win his first run after a wind up, so that's one of the steps. <laughs> knocked knocked a little bit, but blowing to pieces. On sec- maybe on his second run after a wind up he could do it. I actually uh um there's an argument that the second run after horse's wind up uh is better. Um I I I really think it depends on the horse and um, a lot of people read into it I, I i do quite like it i i think sometimes the first run after their wind up there they're still thinking about whether it's going to catch them whether um they're going to stop and and they actually don't realize till they're put under that pressure that oh actually i can get through this and so sometimes the second run and quite often actually uh, the second run it, it, they're even better um and 300 through 5 um that form um, from the the Badger Beer is, is, I'm getting that right, aren't I? The oh yeah, Beer, absolutely. Sure yeah. Um, I think that and and the um, and the second run after went up. Like I say, I think I do think that is a that's more of a, a positive for me or um, a pointer for me. Sorry, um, I I do really like him. I, I, you can't get away from Broadway Boys' performance at Cheltenham the last day. Um, given a brilliant ride uh, by Tom Bellamy um and uh, took took one or two chances on the way around, but um, I think that's the way he he likes to um well looked that way that day like it was the best way to ride him and and he got them all under a lot of pressure and 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 won really really well, but um this is a tougher task up nine pound, and I think three hundred through five um just might be. One that will come on for his first run, uh, second run after win. Uh, I, I, I really think it could be a, a good hour um, for the McNeils.
1: Yeah, I think so. That's Half why I, hour even. That's why I got Ella on the show this week because the more I looked at these races during the week, the more confident I was that they'd both go and win. I didn't really expect Broadway Boy to actually line up here, despite the fact that he was jocked up on Tuesday with Sam Tristan Davis. I thought they might go somewhere else, but. <laughs> It's significant that he lines up, given the stable record in the race, and that was a really impressive performance in Novice Company the last day. He's not, I don't know, he's not massively clear of this field. He has the potential to be an awful lot better than 146, of course, but he doesn't have the battle-hardness and the experience for a big race like this that 300 through 5 have has, and... I, I don't know that the price is seven to two while it appeals for thunder rock. It really doesn't appeal with him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he won. Uh,
2: yeah. The, the only, um, uh, slight, um, negative to your comment there is, is negative. Is the wrong word, but is that, um, he doesn't have to be so battle hard in, in the, sense that I, I think he'd be ridden fairly aggressively. And, um, he's not going to be in too much hustle and bustle in the middle of the race you know um he's either he's either going to be good enough or or, or he's not i don't think he's going to um um have to have, to have too much um he won't have too much traffic or, or trouble to go through to be to be sort of battle hardened um in in a race like this i think he's either going to be good enough from from the front end or he's not you know
1: yeah that makes perfect sense um Easy as that. Finished well in the Paddy Power Gold Cup last time out. A mistake halfway through that race pretty much ended his race on the day. But he stayed on really well towards the end. He should step forward from that. And I think he's going to improve for the step-up and trip as well.
2: Uh, 100%. Um, I Exactly what I said here. He he He's down two pounds. Um, mistake. Uh, didn't. Um, didn't do many favors. Um, took him a little bit of time to get back onto an even keel after that mistake. Finished his race off well. Step up and trip. Um, yeah, e- e- easy as that is. Um, is definitely there with a huge chance? And like you said before, I, I wasn't. I I wasn't privy to um, that. But Venetia's got a pretty decent record in the race as well. You said so. Um, that's another huge plus. She obviously um, has maybe had this race in mind um especially if uh, the paddy power didn't go to plan which it looked like it didn't um and this race was uh, was next for her and she she's a, a trainer that always has a, a, a plan of um a, a, a string of races for for her horses you know so um i'm sure this was um there from a while back
1: yeah, and of course, they could very easily have gone for the Virgin Bet Handicap chase, but she wants to take the big step up and trip. And I think that is a tip in itself, particularly for a stable who've got such a good record in the race. And it seems as though every Saturday, Betfair chase, Beecher chase, Phoenicia Williams is walking away with a big prize. Maybe it's going to be this weekend as well. Maybe the most obvious one, though, is staring us right in the face. Last year's Betfair chase winner, Protector Act. Uh, no King George, no Savills chase. He was in both. Instead, they're going to run off top weight over three mile two in a handicap. What do you make of that decision, and how do you think he's going to fare?
2: Well, um, uh, Fakir Duderie's got a lot of weight to carry, and, and this horse has got a lot of weight to carry, and and but they're both not without chances. I think. I mean, um, did did Dan ever say what exactly or why exactly he was disappointed with him in, in
1: in Haydock? I don't think he went into full detail on it because he was quite bullish about him in the build-up, even on the day he was very bullish he was going to run yeah. a big race. Now, he was very quick to put his hands up and say, no excuses. Yeah, I have a slight worry I mean, about... I-, I would still have a slight worry about Dan Skelton's form. He's having winners. He's had six winners in the last two weeks, but a lot of very well-fancied horses who have fallen out the back of the telly.
2: Yeah, I, I, I they are. They haven't really just hit full flow yet. That That is true. and um, But as long as they keep having... Winners here and there, and you said six in the last two weeks um it, it it will it will turn you know um and if if there is some particular reason that there's a little bit of a cloud over a certain amount of horses in the yard and they're just trying to work their way through it. I'm sure if that was the reason that this horse was slightly disappointed well very disappointing at haydock um he wouldn't be coming here if they didn't think that whatever. Um, whatever stopped him there it, it is still affecting him um, yeah I'm sure of that And uh, his his Betfair form um, his, his some of his, his graded form um, got to bring him into this even off top weight
1: mm. I mean even the form with the Hoy Senor he was disappointing arguably his favourite in the Cotswold Chase earlier this year but still that form in the context of this race reads very, mm-hmm. very well, and it's yeah. it's a dramatic drop in class. You're going from grade ones into still a class one race, but top, st- top weight in a handicap, giving quite a considerable amount of weight away. Surely they're only doing this because they're very, very confident of a huge run.
2: The, the, that is my point. I feel like there's, there'll be no stone unturned. They, they certainly wouldn't want to have back-to-back Efforts um, and obviously it was it was a huge disappointment of Haida, but um, I'm I'm expecting a massive run from him um, in this. Uh, I think he's he's got to be there thereabouts. Um, Whether uh, burdening twelve stone is just going to be too much, um, only time will tell. But uh, if he's if he's not there. Between the last two, challenging down to last, I'd be I'd be very surprised.
1: Yeah, I would be too. It's still a lot of weight to be giving to three hundred through five though.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: it sounds like we both really like Paul Nichols source here.
2: Yeah, yeah, hugely. Yeah, um, it's great. I mean, uh, obviously, McNeil family, they're 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 always there and thereabouts, but this season they seem to be having a, a stellar time of it, and it's nice to see for. Um, any real good supporter of the game, uh, who, which uh, Max is, um, you gotta love to see them having winners, you know. So it's 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 great that the this year is is. I don't know exactly the statistics, but I feel like he's having a a pretty good run of it compared to maybe the last uh, eighteen months or so.
1: Yeah, Ella was going through some of the horses that they had last year that picked up niggling injuries, but even right. just tiny injuries, but enough that it ended their season there and then and it seemed as though every single week they were getting a phone call about another horse at a setback, whereas now those horses are ready Mm -hmm. to come back, and the horses they have running are absolutely flying it. So exciting time for the McNeil family, and I think they will have the double. I'm hugely confident of a big run here from 300 through five. He's run five times off a break of between 26 and 35 days. He's won three of those. There's a theory he's better going right handed than left, but three of his four wins were recorded with RPRs of 153 on left-handed tracks. And 153 is his top racing post rating. He's without a win in seven starts, but he'll love the ground, relishes a test of stamina. You could argue no favours done by the handicapper, but he deserves the position he's in, deserves the rating he has. Second run after a wind up. Oi, oi. Uh, <laughs> and ran a blinder last time out. I think he's going to be very, very difficult to beat.
2: There you go. Easy. Back 300 2 5, 9 to 2.
1: Easy game, easy easy yeah. game. Uh, the potato race, the Albert Bartlett Novices Hurdle, registered as the uh, Bristol Novices Hurdle, Albert Bartlett for all your potato and spuds needs. Um, the- I, go on.
2: You um, there's been a spanner in the works, isn't there? Isn't the Gold Cup the potato race this year as well?
1: Wait a second. Surely the Gold Cup is still the Boodles, no?
2: I I did I not see AP with the. With the gold cup and, and Albert Bartlett today. I'm getting it could be getting this completely
1: wrong. <gasps> Is it gonna be the, the potato gold cup? No, I think oh, it's still I the thought. Boodles. Maybe All they right. maybe they borrowed it for the winner of the potato race will go on it. to be the gold cup hero. Possibly. I'll tell you what what you if you watch that back, you'll probably see McCoy's wearing Boodles jewellery with a pack of upper-part <laughs> potatoes beside him as well. Nice. It's just ultimate in marketing. And we, too, will happily follow in behind Tony McCoy and be corporate chills <laughs> and pluck it all. Uh, no problem whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, Shanna Bob for Nicky Henderson and Nico de Boinville heads the betting. A general two-to-one shot. Where are you looking in this race? It's a, An interesting one, but a tricky one at the same time.
2: Really tricky. Um I love this destroy the evidence. Um, I love he his his race style just suits David Bass down to a T. Just needs cajoling from flag going to post needs cajoling going to post. That's uh Bassie just loves pushing and um, yeah, uh, he's this is a step up for him. But he's you talk about battle hard and early on he's had plenty of goes. He's one three. He got beaten by um a horse of Ollie Murphy's, the McNeils called Butch, who is a pretty decent yardstick. Um so it was no um it was no blot on his copybook to get beat by Butch that day. Um two good wins around Kempton. Um looked probably upbeat to turn out the back of Kempton the last day and just really uh, grinded it out to win well in the end. Um uh shine out Bob, obviously the favourite from Nicky's um one around Plumpton beating probably not a whole lot and uh, look he he he's winner of a uh, a point. Um I, I probably paid pretty decent money for him and um I'm sure he's he, he's a nice horse going forward for for connections um and, and, and probably open to mo- way more improvement than destroy the evidence but uh the study evidence has got the form there to suggest he will run a huge race. Um and I, I really like him. I think um I think Nicky's horse will have to be um decent to uh, to beat him.
1: Yeah I like him an awful lot as well for Kim Bailey and David Bass. I think that performance the last day off a mark of one twenty two sets a very, very tall order. Nicky's horse might well be a whole lot better than that going forward, but is he going to be better than that on this day? And a two to one I'm not really interested in paying that kind of money to find out. So destroy the evidence. Certainly a very, very good each way. Again, each way scumbag account closer type bet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh We're putting your neck on the line there, aren't you? Each way five from one. But okay.
1: Oh, we're coming in with brave opinions here on the final Furlong podcast. Oh my good, my stars! <laughs> Each way at five to one. Whatever will the bookies do? Uh, the three thirty-five. The Virgin Bet Saturday money back mares handicap hurdle class two. Just back
2: one second. If you are yeah. looking at an each way for for that race, uh, Moon Dorange. Uh, I'm very glad
1: you John mentioned him,
2: Connell, because um, that Johnny who that beat him up at Carlisle was unbelievably impressive that day I thought now um moon D'Orange was only third the next day at Thurlis, but um yeah third behind the uh, uh, will do of of Gordons and, and um I not beaten not beaten too far and I mean 12 to one i, I just think that these you've got the potential to To be in the mix anyway, and um, that's a big price about him.
1: Yeah, I did a stable tour with John at the beginning of the season, and he was very positive about him. He wasn't saying, look, this is the next big superstar, but he was certainly saying he's a horse he's looking forward to seeing in this type of race for the rest of the season. Obviously the stable went through a really difficult patch there. They couldn't buy a winner, but Mahler Mission ran an absolute stormer. They are having winners now again. First time cheek pieces, double figure price. I don't think he had much of a chance against Well Do the last day. He was a long odds on favorite. Was expected to win and did was did what was expected. Ben Harvey doesn't get the three pound claim, but that's not going to matter. Ben's a, a really good jockey. Yeah, there's an awful lot to like about him.
2: Yeah, I, I just thought he was he was too big um, in this. It, it's 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 not a bad little contest, but it's um, it's not the best uh, grade two novice we've seen at Cheltenham, is it?
1: No, it's not. And thanks to ProForm, John McConnell's got a 31.25% strike rate in novice hurdles. First time cheek pieces, not exactly a compelling case, but 11.43% for John McConnell when he uses them. So he does train winners first time in cheek pieces, but whether or not you want to be following him blindly on that <laughs> remains to be seen. But there's enough, there's enough upside there. He'll like the ground. He should have no problem with the distance. He won't have any dish- issue with the distance. If you're looking for something at a big price, I can see why he's come in from sixteens into twelves.
2: Mm, yeah, he's he's got to be in each way. I mean, he's an each way bet. I mean, if he if he suddenly doesn't isn't attractive each way price because um, too many people take the each way each way value, then um, that's a different story. But um, I, I can see him run the big race at twelve to one.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm glad you mentioned him. Uh, he's one left-handed as well. Yeah, there's an awful lot to like about him. Ground is he better on good ground?
2: Um, possibly, but, um, I think, uh, it's going to be, it be interesting to see what the ground actually rides like at Cheltenham. We, we, I'm not too far away and we haven't had a lot of rain over the last few days, which could mean it, it could ride pretty dead in Test because we've had a lot of rain before that. Um, but it does dry out pretty quick, you know, and, and, um, it's, it's, it's a bit of a wind out there today. It'll be, it will be really interesting to see. I'm, I'm going over later. Um, it'll be interesting to see what, what it actually rides like.
1: Yeah, very much so. Uh, let's jump to the Virgin Bet. Every Saturday, money back, mare's handicap hurdle, class two. Uh, two miles, four and a half furlongs. Bontanay for, for Fergal O'Brien and Patty Brennan, 100 to 30 favourite. Theatre Glory, off top weight at 12 stone, uh, an 11 to 2 shot for Nikki Henderson and Nico de Boinville. Nurse Susan for the Skeletons is a 6 to 1 shot. Theatre Glory is the class angle in this race question is is she going to get away with the ground
2: yeah that that's a that's a a, a big question but i mean she brings uh, graded form into this race and um fergal's mare uh botany um really on the upgrade and 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 when these when these mares are improving i mean you don't know where the ceiling is they just um uh, i i i love to see when they when they get into a role like this and she's she's up to one two three now but she she could end up into the high 130s you know and, and so maybe after this race one two three is going to look um pretty kind you know um a really good winner hereford um last day but i mean that it was it was Hereford and it was it was a race she probably um should have been winning, um, but but she did it um, with a really, only, only one by neck, but it was a, a really um, grind, grinding out performance and and probably looked like she would be improving off the back of it. Um, but I do think that Theatre Glory, uh, I think if she gets away at the ground, she'll be very hard to beat. I, I, I think she's, um, it was a good run at Ascot the last day. Uh, I'm pretty, pretty keen to say that or pretty sure in saying that she'll have improved for that Ascot run and, um, uh, definitely the, the standout, um, form coming into this race by a long way,
1: yeah. 100, percent even her four length third to Grey Dawning would read really well here. Um, not beaten far by Napras Hill. He's going for the Feltham novice chase now, the Star novice chase on Boxing Day, St. Stephen's Day. I don't want to be giving out Russian disinformation, by the way. I believe that is the plan, that of all the Nicholas Chasers, that's the (laughs) one who's going to go there. I believe that's shaping up to be a really fascinating race, by the way, which hopefully you and I will be talking about next week. Hard to believe it's only a couple of weeks away, William. Um, But Bontanet is a really, really uh, interesting runner here, or whatever the pronunciation is. It's too early for me, William. It's way too early for me. Brain, not fully engaged, not enough coffee in system. But if you click on the racing post and go to quotes, there is Fergal O'Brien talking about how uh, Bontanet won a lot of races for us. Hopefully, that'll put her spot on for Cheltenham in December. So straight after that race, on the day, in the winner's enclosure, he's telling the media, this is the plan for this horse. Probably in and around why she's the price she is. And just watching that race back this morning, a lot went wrong for her. She did well to win.
2: Yeah, that's what I said. It was a really grinding performance, um, um, but it was it was likable. In the end, it was likable how she did it.
1: Hmm. What do you make of Good Look Charm trying to find a horse at a bigger price for the Honeyball team? Sam Tristan Davis on board. She was really game the last day under Rex Dingle. Beat Vicky Vale by two and a half lengths. Uh, she's carrying. She's off that day. She won off one hundred and seven. She's up to one seventeen now, but. Did look like a horse who would improve for that run.
2: She's actually due to um drop down in the weights, I think. Uh I think you're uh, right about that. When she's being reassessed. So she's not obviously um well sorry, no, that's a that's a lie. She's um five pound out of weights, is what it is, is it? Yeah, um, but I I thought I I thought.
1: No, you're right. She comes husband. down. She comes down five pounds on the back of this for whatever reason. The BHA yeah. have decided. Hey, you know the way you were a really good winner the last day. We're going to drop you five pounds the next day.
2: Yeah. I, I I So she's not. Um. On that, she's not. Um. Exactly. Really well treated. But I. I actually quite like. Um. Honeyball's other other. Um. Mare in this. Uh. She'd been campaigned uh, all summer on the flat and, and done pretty well. Um, she was second to a horse of Ian Williams's and her last run at Newmarket. Um, that that, that form was pretty decent. And then a, a, a good winner at Kempton um, back over hurdles just three weeks ago. Um, I thought she, uh, of the, of the Honeyball 2, I thought she was the one.
1: Okay. Uh, I, I like that. Yeah. Rex Stingle, of course, chooses that horse as well. The positive is... Yeah, I'm glad you're going for the pronunciation and not me. Let's go with number <laughs> four, shall we? The Soldier of Fortune. Yeah, number four on your race card. Uh, she's a seven to one mm-hmm. shot. I, I'm very interested in Good Look Charm from an each way perspective, just trying to find a bit of value. Ground is no issue to her. Yeah. That was a really likable performance last day, and she was a little bit weak in the betting. That day as well, she was an 18-to-1 shot. I'm sure I saw her 20-to-1 during the week for this. She's down to a best price 10-to-1. Sam Tristan-Davis is absolutely mustered around Cheltenham. So getting him is a, a major bonus. And Anthony Honeyball, a uh, fantastic trainer. I think she offers a little bit of each-way value for all that she is carrying, five pounds more than she should be uh, in future races. Final race, we'll switch to Doncaster for the 315, the Bet365 handicap chase. Mr. Coffey, is he ever going to win a race? Well, maybe this weekend is the is the weekend he finally breaks his maiden over fences. James Bone rides for Nicky Henderson, 11-2 to 2 shot. Uh, same price for the aforementioned Anthony, Hun- Anthony Honeyball's forward plan. Ben Godfrey takes three pounds off him. They're both 11-2. to 2. Uh, just ahead of Sail Away for Dan Skelton and Fergus Gillard. A 6-1 to one shot on a horse I really like for this race. Laura Morgan's Whistle in the Dark with Kevin Brogan on board. Best price, 13-2 to two as we record. Set the scene for us.
2: Well, you told me that Whistle in the Dark can't get beat, so... Um, <laughs> I mean, so I'm not sure there's any point in going any further, is there? But... um. um Look, he, 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 to start with him, rocketed up the weights, uh, last season for, um, or, sorry, this year for, um, four, uh, wins on the bounce. Um, obviously had a, uh, had the summer off and came back into the Paddy Power, um, wasn't fancied, um, uh, made a mistake, he made a mistake pretty early, I think, and, and, um, yeah, he, he he sort of uh ran ran okay I, I guess, but um we'll will have come on for that. Um this uh step up and trip um is going to be a, a plus and I can definitely make a case for him, yeah. Um without shadow of a doubt.
1: I think the drop in class combined with the step up and trip all combine really well for him here, and he'd have a very high ProForm speed figure. In fact, joint third best speed figure in the race.
2: Joint third best? What? What's one, two?
1: I don't know if I should say it, because to be fair, ProForm is incredible value. It's incredible data, but you do have to pay for it. So I think it's only fair that I reveal... That little bit of oh, data. Yeah, and if you want to find out uh, the rest I of it, it, subscribe now to ProForm.
2: Go go get some ProForm, yeah. Um, I, you asked the question, is Mr. Coffee ever going to win a big one? I, I thought this was his, um, his chance. Oh. Yeah. Um, obviously, he was... Was he disappointed behind Broadway Boy at Cheltenham? um possibly a little bit, but we, we did say how good Broadboy was. Um is it fair to say he he'll improve for his, for that first run? I definitely think so. Um he's obviously be was third at Chetland behind Gardmanil last year in the uh, national hunt chase as it now is um he was beaten at Etoxer by a pretty decent horse of um long since the time before good um yeah he he he's probably always looked a little bit like um had he really got was he man enough to win a, a decent a decent enough race but i i think this is a, a best opportunity he's had for a, a good handicap like this um i think it's it is it's the easiest opportunity he's had to win to win
1: a race like this. I like that. I very much like that bullishness and that confidence. I... He's he's <laughs> going to win one of the, Yeah, I, I say that and then I'm like... I like yeah, it. yeah. Boss, yeah. I, I just don't know if I trust him. Like, he is going to win one of these races at some point. He's going to do it for Nikki. I just don't know when. Maybe, maybe you're absolutely spot on. Maybe this is the day and James Bowen's a great booking for him. He'll get a good tune out of him. Of the
2: it's it's it doesn't look like hugely strong I mean you're making a case for whistling the back uh, can you can you have forward plan or sail away
1: no cue them finishing first kind and of. second now
2: well yeah no here look at me that, that's that's what we're here for we're here to um <laughs> tell everybody what not what not to back and then back something else but um but he he I just sort of i i I'm, I'm not Look, forward plan ran in, in in the badge of beer and and uh, first run and, and likely to come on for it and um a couple of really good efforts last year and he won a couple of races around subtle and but but this is this is you're talking about Mr Coffey who, who took on some really um he's he's got to give a, a stone and a pound but took on some really top quality horses and um although didn't win he he wasn't disgraced i mean he he's he's been placed and and um and and not beaten that far and um uh, eighth eight in a, in a in a um in a national and, and this is this is definitely uh this is definitely is his, his best opportunity i mean i i probably um sail away from uh Skelton's yard um I really improved all through last season and again um their form is being just a little bit hit and miss. And mm. if this horse was to, was to just, if their form was to, if I was to tell you that their form was going to turn today, then you'd have to think well, this horse um, off the back of his first run of the year would, would, um, would would come there with a huge chance. So I, I think I'd have sail away ahead of them um, forward plan. But again, I just, he's not, um, he's not just uh, got the, um, uh, form against top quality horses That um, Mr. Coffee has
1: I just had a flashback to me Watching the Grand National And holding my head in my hands Going how the hell Is Mr. Coffee going to win the Grand National Because he was cruising He was travelling over Everything that day uh, Under Nico de Boinville, And then the petrol gauge just went empty The further they went But at three miles This is his trip and this is where he's going to win one of these races. And maybe, just maybe, this is going to be the day. You're kind of bringing me around, actually. The more you talk like about him...
2: i like convinced you, yes.
1: The more you talk about him, the more I'm about to completely flip-flop, jump away from Whistle in the Dark and switch to good old Mr. Coffee. I'm, I'm staying with Whistle in the Dark, but you make a really good case okay. for Mr. Coffee. And... Um, Yeah, maybe by Saturday morning, by the time I've heard, the the hamster will have continued to run on the wheel and maybe your wise words will just have completely taken over and I'll actually jump on board with them. Um, Of all the horses we've talked about, who are you most confident about seeing and uh, betting on this weekend? Mr. Coffee. (sighs) Well, now I am going to have to flip, (laughs) completely flip-flop. All those carefully curated opinions, all that research just tossed out the window straight away to follow William Kennedy in. Um, I I think the each-way double Thunder Rock and 300 through 5. I'm almost... Yeah, I'm going to put up the nap as the each-way double Thunder Rock and 300 through 5. That's a cowardly bet, by the way.
2: Yeah, I I, I, I was just going to let you stop and then say, why not the double?
1: Just... On the nose, let it ride. There's a great film with yeah. Richard Dreyfus set on a race course. The late great um Oh God, what was the the name of that phenomenal actor who uh, he played I uh, played um
2: I know the film but um but I can't I can't quite think of it. It's not um he wasn't in Oh my god, are we being stupid now? Uh did he do that film with Tom Cruise as well?
1: Yes, I think he did.
2: The pool film? Oh my
1: God, what's his name? Uh, you're thinking of Newman. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if no, Richard I'm, Dreyfus was in that. No,
2: I'm not thinking of Newman, no. Uh, oh God, it's getting on my head now.
1: Robbie Coltrane, that's who I was thinking of. He was in Cracker, oh, right. which was an amazing show and a legendary actor. Um, but he plays the guy who runs the, the tote betting kiosk. And it's set on a race course, he's a professional gambler. That's just let it ride. I think you can watch it for free on YouTube. Well worth it. Well worth recommending. Although sometimes you have nostalgia for a film that you really enjoyed watching at the time. And you tell people on a night out, oh, this film's amazing. And then years later, you watch it back. And you're like, oh, this did not age well at all. So, no. I yeah. finally remember let it ride. Maybe it doesn't quite hold up. But it's, it's worth checking out. Um, right. Scumbag Each Way Double for me. At the McNeil Family Horses, 300 through 5. Uh, and Thunder Rock that's the reason I got Ella McNeil on and then got a whole lot of great information from her about the novice hurdlers and novice chasers and that very exciting bumper horse to find out about you can watch that now on YouTube and it's Mr. Coffee for William Kennedy uh, Christmas Racing Previews on the way we'll break down all the best of the weekend's action with Katie Young and um, good old George Gorman as well George's George and Katie have been providing some fantastic insight on the show and of course William has as well if you like this likes, shares subscribes on youtube i believe is that right are we allowed to confirm this we've hit a whopping number of subscribers on youtube we're up to 18 subscribers this is amazing 18 subscribers on youtube we're very new to the youtube game so any little help (laughs) just a little a little sympathy subscription we'd much appreciate it thanks very much Um, but thank you very much for listening i hope you enjoyed it William and I back a little bit more uh, as we build up to the Christmas racing next week on the Final Front on Podcast. Best to look for the weekend. Look after yourself and each other. God bless.